Welcome to the South Metro Ministries podcast. Here's this week's message from Pastor Alan Matura. Oh, hallelujah. Remain standing. Turn to Psalm 149. Oh, how powerful and anointed. I hope when I pull out of the parking lot this morning at the end of this service, I'll be singing that song they just sang. You know, sometimes you get a song in your mind and uh, you, just, you just praises God. You just beat singing some of those, get a song in your mind. You, sometimes you get a song in your mind you didn't want in your mind, but it keeps playing. You know, like some kind of country honky-tonk. <laughs> Wife left me, dog bit me, lost my pickup truck playing all in your head. I don't want that playing in my head. I want, for the Lord, He is great. I feel gooder than good. Psalm 149. I didn't finish last week's lesson on praise. And this is a series on praise. The seven words I'm using from the Hebrew that teaches us about the weapon of praise. How many know that the devil does not want us to know the weapons we have from the Lord to defeat Him. How many know that? Okay. Psalm 149. It says, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. And His praise in the assembly of the saints. We've just done that, haven't we? We sang to the Lord. Let Israel rejoice in their Maker. Meaning that the people of South Metro Ministries who came to worship today rejoice in their Maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. We are joyful in the King of kings and Lord of lords. Pastor Chad led us in this, in verse 3. Let them praise His name with a dance. Let them sing praises to Him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. Oh, uh, can I get an amen there? He is happy when we praise Him. We are happy when we praise Him. Uh, he says, He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. And, and here's the focus of this series of lessons. Verse 6, why well, I keep coming back to 149 Psalm. Verse 6 says that the high praises, everybody say high praises. There's a difference from the low praise, shallow praise. It's a difference. That the high praises of God be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hands. Look, look. You got it in your hands. This is a two-edged sword. What does praising God do on the two-edged sword? It, it, it executes vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, meaning there may not be a nation against you, but there's a kingdom against you called the kingdom of the devil. But when you praise God, He'll execute vengeance on it and the devil. He says, it says in verse 8, when we praise God, God releases power to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron to execute on them the written judgment. Meaning that when we praise the Lord, the, the Lord will cause uh, the chains that the enemy has for us and the shackles and the bondage of fear and doubt and anxiety and uh, uh, addictions and all, all those chains the devil would like to, to bind us with when we give the high praises of God. It ain't going to happen to us. Chains. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Nothing blesses me like when you pray for me. Reach your hands this way, would you? Would you ask God to anoint me and I'm going to ask him to anoint you? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Come on, open up your, your lips and, and ask God to help me today. I can only be a help to this church 
if you will help me. But then I don't need, I don't want the glory because, Lord, I don't deserve it. it ain't, it's not about me. It hadn't been about the choir. It hadn't been about anybody here. It's about you, Lord. I pray for fresh oil of anointing on all of us. Can I get a witness? I pray for fresh fire of the Holy Spirit to burn within us. Not a fire that destroys, but a fire that purifies. I, I pray for impartation and revelation. I pray for everybody here, God. Some are new to us. Some may not be. Some are climbing up a, a, a certain mountain of difficulty or they're swimming in an ocean of difficulty of which they need help, Lord. And I pray to the release of the anointing and the release of your word. Your word is life. And let that life come into us and you be glorified. In Jesus' name, would you say amen? And amen it is as you're seated. Thank you for being seated in his presence. My brother, again, on, like you did the first service on that slide, there are seven Hebrew words from which I'm teaching that tells us about the progression of praise. There, there's a progression of praise that I've come to learn about that brings us from one level to the next level, and then the higher up we get, the more power we get, and the more deliverance we get. Like there may be, uh, like there may be a, a progression of uh, maybe a medication that the doctor starts you on for helping you with a particular ailment. And he gives you a certain dosage. And he says, call me in two days. But, but it hadn't really done what it's supposed to do. So, so he says, let, let's progress it a little bit. Let's up it up a few milligrams to get you through where you need to go. And you find that it helps you. That's the natural. Okay? In, in the spiritual... As we face the attacks of the devil on our minds, on our marriages, in relationships. As we face the attacks of the devil to go into sin or to return to an addiction or to hang with the wrong people or to say words we shouldn't say or to uh, resist the invitation to read our Bible and pray when the Spirit draws us. But there, there, there is that that the devil would do to keep us from getting the blessings of that kind of obedience. And then the Holy Ghost comes and says, yes, I still have those blessings for your marriage, for your mind, for your children, for your job, for your finances. But I want you to go to another level of prayer and praise. Isn't that the Word of God where the Bible says some of our blessings only come through obedience, but one particular place where Jesus says, this kind cometh only by prayer and fasting? Can I get an amen? And so what I'm saying to you is, I want to allow the Holy Ghost to empower us. The devil does not want you to know what works against him. And one of the greatest weapons you have is the weapon of praising God. This is a weapon against the devil. Your attending worship is a weapon against the devil. Your fasting is a weapon against the devil. Your tithing and offerings and giving your gifts is a weapon against the devil. Can I get an amen? You testifying, you sharing your faith and helping lead somebody else to Christ is a weapon against the devil. Your prayer life is a weapon against the devil. The devil, he does not want you to know the potency of the power of praising God. Because he wants to keep you 
crippled. I told you last week of three Hebrew words out of seven. And I said I would finish up with the other four this week. In the first service, I only got to this. So we'll just do what the Lord says. I told you last week, and because when I get back in reviewing, I never get back to the other stuff. I told you the first Hebrew word was the word todah. And I'll hurriedly tell you that todah means that when we praise God, it's an act of our will. Can I get an amen here? You may not want to pay taxes, but you will. Because they're coming after your house, your car, your children, and they're sending the Red Cross to get your blood. You will. And I'm just being lighthearted by telling you that there are some things that we don't will we to do. But the things of God that he tells you to do, even if your will, your desire may not be there, do it anyhow. Especially praising God. Can I get an amen? And, and then, then there's another, the other word I told you about last week was the word yada. Which, in, which, which means extending of our hands in reverence and worship. But it, what it also means is that it has to do with public worship and public praise. So, while todah has to mean that there are times in our lives where we privately praise the Lord because the matter that we're praising for, we've got the answer, but it's kind of confidential in nature. So we don't say it to a lot of people and all. We just privately praise the Lord in our car, in our bedroom, as we stand in worship. But then there's a kind of praising the Lord, yada, which would mean publicly praise the Lord. That everybody ought to know how good God is to you because He healed you. We can tell He healed you because you're not limping into church this morning. You're well. You're not an ICU. You're in the house of the Lord. There's a public. Yoda means that I publicly, I'm not ashamed to praise the Lord. Because when I didn't have a job, he gave me a job. So when I go to church, I'm going to praise the Lord. When, when, when they told me that I, I would never get well and I'll always, I'll always be this way, but God anointed me or sent somebody to, to the hospital or the hospice or, or I went down a prayer line and somebody prayed for me, God publicly healed me. So I'm going to public, not privately, I'm not going to be a secret agent praiser. I'm going to be a public praiser because God has done for me what no man or woman can do. Publicly praise Him with your hand clap. That was the second thing I told you last week. The third thing I told you last week was this word halal. And halal is, is, is the Hebrew, but the English means celebrate, glory, sing praises. Halal means shine. Do you know that such, a, such of the power of God and the anointing of God can come upon you while you praise God, whether in church, your car, your house, your bedroom, such power can come on you that the glory comes on you and, and you can almost feel like you're Moses after being on Mount Sinai for 40 days and nights when God gave him the Ten Commandments. You remember when he came off the mountain, how the Bible said his face such was glowing. He didn't realize he was glowing like that. The people had to put a veil on his face in order to see him and listen to him. It was because of the glory of God. Can I get an amen? 
He was shining because of the glory of God. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, I want to be so close to God and I want to praise Him, not because I want you all to think I'm super spiritual because I'm shining. That's not it. I just want us to be Christians until other people in the world out there can say, I want what He's got. I want to feel what they feel. I want to look like they look. Come on and praise the Lord. Because there's something about their attitude, their demeanor. They're going through a storm. They've gotten bad news. They owe more than they thought. But they're just shining. That's what I talk about. And that's what the Bible talks about when it says halal. It means to shine. We get the English word to praise the Lord, hallelujah, from halal. Everybody say hallelujah. The universal word for praise all around the world, whether you go to countries that speak Spanish or French or Chinese or you go to a country that speaks English, the universal word for praise is the word hallelujah. And the Bible says that we ought to praise the Lord because it gives us power over the enemy. And there's not a one of us here who cannot afford to say Hallelujah. We know we can say it, but hallelujah drives the devil out of your life and out of your family if you're practicing hallelujah and praise the Lord. Now, now here's, here's the fourth word. And the word I want to talk to you about this morning is the word Shabbat. And it means to address in a loud voice with a sense of triumph. Shout unto the Lord with the victory. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Isn't that what the Bible says, church? Uh, this, this word, Shabbat, means, uh, and you'll see it on the screen, when we address the Lord with a loud voice of triumph, we command the Lord for His character and nature, and we also at the same time admonish Him to fulfill all he has said he will do. Now, now get, get the picture. The first three words, the words toda, yada, and halal, and you can get the, the CD after church from last week if you were not able to, to be here and be interested in, in the, those, that first teaching. It'll go online. The first three words of the seven Hebrew words had to do about focusing the attention on you, God. You, God. You, God. Can, can I get an amen here, somebody? His focus is saying, God, uh, I'm coming into your presence. I've got needs. But before I tell you what those needs are, I want to tell you how grateful I am that you woke me up this morning. I just want to say thank you. Can I get an amen? Uh, uh, the way to get into the presence of God is not just go out there and hand him out your grocery list and just say, I beg you, I beg you. The way to get into the presence of God is through thanksgiving and praise, is through being todah, yada, halal. In spite of how I feel, in spite of the fact that things hadn't changed yesterday, you are still God, you are in control, and I am going to praise you because praise produces power and joy. Joy and peace and drives demons out of my life. If they try to come in, that is. This word Shabbat, then, it's the kind of praise that is asking God to respond to our needs. Amen, church? It is here that we say, Lord, now here is what you've done before. And I give you praise for that. 
But now I'm going to start praising you for stuff I haven't yet received that I still need you to work on. So instead of me begging you and bargaining with you and let's make a deal and spin the wheel, I'm just going to praise you as if it's already done. Oh, oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. Lord, I praise you that I'm healed. Come on and say amen. Uh, I'm going to be very transparent with you. I've been with you 28 years, so I'm just going to be very transparent. In the course of my valley, in, in the course of my sickness, the Lord has taught me some things that only that valley could teach me. It's like David said, I'm glad I was afflicted because now I know you better. Because now I'm a better person. Please, don't you pray, say, God, afflict my pastor because I want him to be a better pastor. You mind your own business, okay? I don't want to be afflicted. But there are only some lessons we can learn. If you just keep giving your kids everything from hand to mouth, hand to mouth, hand to mouth, and they never have to earn it, work for it, they won't ever appreciate it. They'll be sitting on your couch 40 years old with your remote asking for a bag of chips. <laughs> and ain't got no job. And that's when the spirit of slap comes. You don't, don't call me to your house, talk to your 40-year-old son about getting a job. Man, I'm coming, up, I'm coming there with Pastor Jeff. <laughs> and we're going to take him outside tomorrow. <laughs> back behind you. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is, That we, I got I to gotta keep processing stuff. <laughs> we appreciate more the goodness of God when we've had to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. When we've, we, we didn't know how we were going to pay the bill, but we prayed and we tithed and we gave anyhow, whether we, we didn't know what we were going to do, and God sent a blessing. You, you, you see, when you have a part in your miracle, you appreciate your miracle more. And every one of you here today have a part in your miracle. Repeat after me. I have a part in my deliverance. Exactly. Because that way we appreciate God's not interested in a relationship of Santa Claus and a child where he just gives and gives and gives and we just do like we want to. God is interested in a relationship that's like a marriage that's beautiful because he calls us the bride of Christ. And if you have a beautiful marriage and you know that in a beautiful marriage it's not 50% you do and 50% the other partner do, you know in a beautiful marriage you do 100% and they do 100% and you both don't just meet halfway, you go ahead and do your part and you do your, go the extra mile and when that spouse receives that kind of blessing, they kind of, kind of want to turn around and bless you. And, and I'm saying to you this morning, you have a part in your deliverance. And so sometimes God will let us go through the valley and the hard places and, and, and then He'll say to us while we're going through there, Shabbat, praise me. And, and me walking through this valley, I, I have said, God, I'm not completely healed yet, but I have had to have some medical assistance. I've had to have a, a, a few prescriptions. A few have not worked. 
And I've had to go back and say, this is making me worse and better. You ever wonder why they call it practicing medicine? We have doctors who attend our church, and that's not an insult. My brother-in-law is a, is a medical doctor. You follow what I'm saying? And, and, and Pastor Jeff, one morning this week, the Holy Spirit told me, I have a couple of medications beside my bed because I have to take it at a certain time as I process this. Okay? I've gotten off one. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? Uh, I've, I've had a cholesterol, high cholesterol problem for years and years. I took myself off of it before the Lord told me to and the cholesterol. <laughs> you know? Here, here's what I'm saying. I took both of those pill bottles in my hand early one morning, Pastor Jeff, in my prayer beside the bed. And I put them in my hand. And I said, Holy Ghost, you let this help me as long as you want it to. Do not let me have any negative side effects from them. And when it's time to come off of these things, and the anointing I feel right now, I just go home and throw them away. But, I, but listen, you clap it too soon. When I go home, the anointing might leave. Please hear me when I tell you. I'm halal, I'm shabaking about my total healing. I'm not totally where I want to be just yet, Lord. So I'm going to praise you just like I'm get already better. Can, can I can somebody help me pray? That's, that's my need. See, that's my need. The, the Bible says at this level of praise is asking God to respond to our need. God, for, for somebody here this morning, your Shabbat may need to be over the fact that your marriage is not what you know it can be and should be. But you're going to Shabbat and praise God anyhow because while it's not there yet, I am going to praise you because you will not fail me. Can I get an amen? God, I, I'm, going, I'm going to praise you. This is my need today, Lord, but I'm not going to beg you about it. I'm going to praise you that my fear and my anxiety and my panic and my doubt and my worry is gone in Jesus' name because by faith, come on, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things we've not yet seen. And I don't see the wind, but I know it's there. I know, I, I, oh, help me here, somebody. I, I'm telling you, I don't see the oxygen I'm breathing, but by faith I'm breathing. I don't see my heart. Can't put my hand and touch it, but God keeps it beating. And I'm telling you, your marriage may not be where you want it yet. Your son may not be saved yet. Your daughter may not be saved yet. The more you pray for somebody to get off an addiction, the worse they get. All you got to do is ratchet up your praise. If the devil ratchets up the attack and turns it up, you got to turn your Bible open a little more often. You got to get on your knees a little more often. You got to Shabbat out loud and raise up your head and praise God a little louder because I want to tell you, God will overcome the power of the enemy in your life if you praise God anyhow. Come on, give the Lord a little praise. A lot of praise. Please, what I'm trying to tell you is you need to shabak out loud and praise God for the financial blessing you need. You need to say... Praise God, as I release this tithe and offerings, I want to be debt-free for my house. I want to be debt-free for my car. 
God, uh, for some, uh, I, I don't have a retirement plan that's adequate enough. I thought it would be. And, you know, starting out, there was one time when the interest rates were 9% and, 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 and 8%, 7% on your CDs and your money markets. and You, you know, the, you do know, right? Now it's 0.09%. My, my, and I'm saying, you, you, you're thinking, God, I, I give my tithe, I give my offerings, I give to missions, and now I'm going to shabak, I'm going to praise you as I release them. Because you said if I will obey your word, you'll produce a return to me. According to Luke 6 and 38, you will bless me good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So I am going to praise you anyhow and obey you because you are a God that cannot lie. Oh, help me, Jesus. Okay, what time is it and who cares? Uh, there are times in my life when I have to shabak, address out loud in prayer, because I can be praying in a whisper tone or praying in my mind, and something else comes to my mind. Can I get a witness about what I'm talking about? I may just start talking in a little voice to God, and the devil puts another thing. That begins to drown out and bring fear and, my God, what am I going to do about it? So in order for me to get my praise across and my prayer through, I have to, I have to say it out loud. I have to say, hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. I thank you that you're healing my body. I thank you that you're blessing my daughters and their husband and my grandson. I thank you that you're blessing South Metro Ministry. I say it out loud, and when I speak to and I say pray out loud, then what happens is that this other thought that was trying to come in to distract me and make me fearful and, 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 and worry and fret, can I get an amen? They go, I, I can't hear them. I can't hear it. I can't hear listen to them. Can I, can I get an amen? I, I mean, oh, I feel like somebody's connecting with me here. And I'm not saying that you come all the time and pray out loud. And when, we, when I ask everybody to pray at one time, you pray loud and everybody else. I'm just saying to you that in, when you're, in, your, in your desperate hour, when your mind won't even shut down, then open your mouth a little bit louder and say, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And open your mouth and say a little bit louder. Oh, oh help me, Jesus. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Open your Shabbat when the devil tries to give you another thought. Shabbat and say out loud, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can I get an amen? I'm telling you, in order for you to get your victory, sometimes you just got to open your mouth out loud and say, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. He was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquities, a chastisement of my peace was upon him, but by his stripes, Shabbat, say it out loud, by his stripes, I am healed. Come on and Shabbat with me. Yes, hallelujah. Yes, somebody help me. Quit being so secretive about praising God. We praise out loud for our ball team. We praise out loud for our little league team. We praise out loud for getting married or engaged. 
We praise out loud for getting a blessing. And when we get to the house of God or in our car, we ought to open up our mouths and say, Thank you, Jesus. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Shabak. Yeah, address the Lord out loud. Man, you make the devil mad. Because you've canceled out that thought. I'm going to be a little more transparent with you too. We've got a ministry here called the Recovery House. Pete Cimento is the director of the Recovery House. Now, I'm, gonna tell, I'm just going to tell you me. I've been here 28 years. If you don't know me by now, some of you may well then hang around. And if I tell you to go to a counselor, because I don't know all there is to know about what you're going through, but I'll pray with you, then it's quite right for the Holy Ghost to tell me, go to a counselor. A man, a man who's been trained, who's full of the Holy Ghost. And Pete told me something. He said, you know, Pastor, when the devil tries to come in and bring in fear in your mind or some kind of other thought, like you swat a fly, just take your hand and swat a funny face and distract that thought. Last week I told you that one of the levels of praising God, halal, looks like foolishness to the world. Did, 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 I didn't tell you that last week? I'm going to tell you again because it made the devil mad. I, I, I told you last week that halal is a sense of foolishness, of abandonment and praising God like David did when he danced before the Lord. Because the Ark of the Covenant, which means the power of God, is in our midst. The Ark of the Covenant was away from the city of David. Remember I told you last week? But David got the band together and the choir together and the Levites together. And they, they danced all the way from the house of Obed-Edom. Whoever's, whatever mama named that boy that. Obed-Edom. All the way to the temple. It wasn't a temple then. It was a tent that the Ark lived, uh, was placed David took off his kingly robe, took off his crown, went to escort the ark. He acted like a commoner, dressed in a linen ephod, like a regular everyday person. And I mean, he danced and shouted and, and twirled around. And, and his wife, Micah, says, oh, what a foolish thing. And go back and get the CD if you, or read it in, in the Bible. The king has come like a commoner like a base person, like a foolish person, dancing before the maidens and all the other people. And, and, and foolishness is what it is. And David said, I beg your pardon. I wasn't dancing for you. Matter of fact, it was your daddy who tried to kill me. Saul tried to kill David from ascending to the throne of the king of Israel. Your family tried to kill me. They didn't make me king. It, 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 it wasn't your family or anybody else that took me from being a little freckled-faced shepherd boy with a slingshot watching my daddy's sheep. And then when a lion came after one of my little lambs, God gave me power to kill the lion. I, I wasn't praising because your daddy or somebody else gave me that power. I killed a bear the same way. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dancing like and, and shouting, looking foolish before everybody else because they did something for me. It was, it was God who gave me a slingshot and one, one little stone and I was able to kill a giant by the name of Goliath. Can I get an amen from somebody? 
So I just want you to know, my dear wife, I love you and all, but this ain't about you. It may look foolish to you, but I'm dancing and I'm shouting and I'm going to keep dancing and shouting and praying and loving and serving because it's God who gives me the victory. It's God who promotes me. It's God who heals me. It's God who protects me. And I'll praise Him loud and I'll praise Him unashamedly. Let me praise Him again somewhere. Hallelujah to the Lord. Oh, my, my, my. So, so, so I'm telling you that, you know, sometimes God will say for you to do something that, like Shabbat, when it's like the dumbest thing to do. A blind man is led to Jesus in the Gospels. Blind. Jesus sees him. He knows. Nobody's telling him he's blind. He's Jesus. Jesus, the blind man comes. Jesus bends down on his knees, takes a little bit of dust and dirt, spits in his hand. I'm looking to see who I'm going to do this to. <laughs> makes, makes mud. He makes mud and puts it on the blind man's eyes. Have you ever heard He's already blind. <laughs> and then he says, go wash. And everybody else is standing there thinking, we want to see this. Did the man come back well? I said, did the man come back here? Foolishness to one, but wisdom to God. Help me preach here, somebody. Jesus tells the disciples, how many people do you think are here today? We have about 5,000 men just alone. Well, feed them. Well, all we got is two fish, five loaves. Feed them. The disciples are thinking, he's like Pastor Matura. I think it's some of the, he's a few fries short of a happy meal. <laughs> and, and, Jesus says, sit them in, was it 50s? Am I right? 50s? Groups? And they kept, I don't know if any of you have seen the series uh, that was on the History Channel. Yeah. Uh, on the, yeah. And the disciples would think, oh, wait. The more they fed, the more they had. But it looked so foolish to start feeding 5,000, not counting the women. Anybody here with me? And to the world, it looks foolish for you to praise God. Why waste an hour and a half or two hours on Sunday morning going to church? But the Bible says that God will use what the world seems foolish as his wisdom. Paul says that God uses the foolishness of preaching the gospel for the saving of the lost. Please, sir. Uh, Paul and Silas have been beaten next door to death with rods and whips for preaching the gospel in a city called Philippi. They are thrown in jail to await a trial the next morning. Their, have been, their, their bodies have bled. There uh, is no salve or ointment 
or uh, uh, any kind of soothing agency to make their wounds less hurtful. And at midnight, Acts 16 says, other prisoners are going to sleep. At midnight, these two preachers, having been beaten and threatened and possibly will go to trial the next morning with the likelihood of being killed. Something said within them, Shabbat. Praise out loud. And the Bible said they started singing. Uh, you're, not, you're not hearing me. And they started singing. I just feel like something good is about to happen. I don't know if they sang that. I just know what they sung praised God. And I know, and you know the rest of it. The other prisoners thinking, guys, it's midnight. It's foolish to be singing when you might die tomorrow. But if they're singing, the Bible said God sent a earthquake, shook up the whole place. And in the shaking, the shackles fell off. Them other prisoners, they were getting blessed because these two guys were praising. The Bible does not say their shackles fell off, the other prisoners. But I kind of got in mind that they got some kind of blessing. Oh, I wish somebody say amen. Your Shabbat ain't about you. I ain't just Shabbatin over Alan. I'm Shabbatin over Valerie. I, I, I'm Shabbatin over Jose Aponte. I'm Shabbatin over Sylvia. I'm Shabbatin over... I, I, I don't know what your name is. Let me tell you something. All of your names I used to. You listen to me. Okay? You will find another church or another pastor, if you're looking, that can preach a lot better than I can. You, if you're looking for image and, and, and articulation, and, and I'm trying to close here, but I said, I'm trying. I'm not yet. Okay? Uh, you, you, you can find another a preacher who knows the Greek and the Hebrew better than I do. Younger. He can play the piano and preach at the same time. Got a head full of hair. I, I mean, you, if you're looking for that kind of, okay? And I'm not against those guys. I just hate them. It's just a man. It's just... And, I, and I'm, I'm just teasing. I'm just, I'm just teasing. Okay? But I say this with all my heart. I doubt that you'll find another preacher who loves you more than this little Indian preacher. Because I see your face during the week and I say, bless him, God. I see Sammy's face in my mind and I say, bless him, God. As Jeff, I see your face sometimes and I say, bless Jeff. Can I get a witness here, somebody? Don't, don't God show you people? Wayne, I see your face. I told a lady in the first service, who was diagnosed two weeks ago with breast cancer, been in this church for about 20 years. I pointed to her and I said, I saw your face this week and God's going to heal you, my sister, of breast cancer. Did you hear me? There's one of our pastoral staff member right now on his way out of town to another destination that will take him two hours to get there. And when he gets there, he's going to pray for that sick person because God put that face in our mind and said, no, not just a face now. I want, I want you... Sometimes you send a handkerchief or an apron, and then sometimes you just go. Did anybody hear me? And what I'm saying, I guess what I'm trying to tell you here this morning 
is that when that face or that name or that, that need comes up in your life, it's more than just about you. Paul and Silas got free, but the rest of the guys, they were happy too. Matter of fact, the jailer got saved and baptized in water before the sun rose. You, know, you need to Shabbat and praise God. I, I, I got to hurry. The walls of Jericho came down, not because they were walking around quiet. I just feel like something good about The walls of Jericho came down after seven days marching around seven times. Put it on the screen. Put that button next to it on the screen for me, could you? Oh, help me, Jesus. Look at, look at this. It said, Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout! Then you shall shout. Now stay with me here. And then on the seventh day, after they marched around the wall seven times, now the walls were so high they couldn't climb over them, the walls of Jericho. The walls of Jericho were so fortified and so wide until two chariots could run alongside each other all the way around the wall. It was impenetrable. And when Joshua told the people that God said to us that we're going to get Jericho, our first city in the promised land, the people said, well, what's our battle plan? People ain't never been to war. They don't have shields and weapons. and They've been out in the wilderness for 40 years eating manna and drinking water. They're not not about ready to fight with military weapons. And Joshua said, the the Lord said, our plan is Shabbat. Well, they being Hebrews knew what it meant. Shout? That's our plan? Yeah, that's, that's, that's God's plan. Verse 20. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets. And it happened that when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout. Everybody say, with a great shout. Say it again, with a great shout. That the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city. Every man straight before him and took the city. Some of you got walls. You need to come down today. Stand up to your feet. After you stand up, I want you to put your hands together and shout out, praise the Lord. I want you to Shabbat. Come on. I want you to shout out, hallelujah. I want you to shout out, I thank you, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Loud. A great shout. Come on, come on, put your hands in. Come on, you can get your walls are coming down. Your prison bars are gonna be open. Your chains are gonna break loose. God, your Shabbat, your Shabbat, your Shabbat. Oh, mama. I want the prayer team to come forward. Oh, come on, come on. Here's what's gonna happen. Alan Matura is not your answer. Jeff Merriman is not your answer. Church elders are not your answer. Praise and worship minister Chad Stafford is not your answer. I'm glad for our team and all these people standing here. They are not your answer. We are just vessels. We are just vessels. Can I get an amen? Your wall needs to come down. <laughs> you all ain't hearing me, are you? I want to tell you something. If it means it scares the devil, scare. You know what somebody told me when I got sick? Please pardon me if, if it's rude or crude. Go home and pray for me. When I got sick, somebody told me, a Christian person said, tell me, said, tell the devil to go to hell. And I did. 
Now, I did not give you license to curse. I said the devil. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to Shabbat. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to leave from where you're standing if you need your wall, the wall to come down or the chains to fall off. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to do something that seems foolish to the natural, but God says do it. I don't care if, we, if, if you come as close as you can and the aisles is as close as you can get. I want you to leave your comfort zone. You have, I told you in this sermon, you have a part in your deliverance. I cannot shabak for you. I cannot tada and halal for you. You got to open up your mouth and say, devil, you a liar. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. If you are born again by the blood of the Lamb, you cannot be demon-possessed. Did you hear what I said? If you're born again by the blood of the Lamb, the devil cannot curse you. He can attack you. He can oppress you. But if you start shabaking, he got to go. They're going to start singing. And I'm not going to beg you because if you really want your walls to come down, I don't have to beg you. You just come out of that chair, out the aisle, up to the front, and just begin to praise God. Sing, brother. Everybody else all over the house, raise up your hands. Begin to praise Him. Come on. All of, lift up your voice. Praise Him. The rest of you coming down for your marriage, for your health, for your finances, for your children. You're coming down for your mind. Come on. When you come up here, come on. Raise up your hand. After you get up here, shout. When you get down here, shout. Come closer. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit smmcog.com.